You're listening to episode 42 of the Broken Glass Podcast, how maintaining your originality can lead to success with Marta Palumbo. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. This podcast is sponsored by The Contract Shop. The Contract Shop provides contract templates and all the legal documents you need to run your business. And best of all, it's designed with a creative entrepreneur in mind. When I needed to update my website's privacy policy in terms and conditions to be in compliance with not just the EU's General Data Protection Regulation Policy, otherwise known as GDPR, but with the new California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, the contract shop was there for me. These contracts are not only attorney-prepared, but are also peer-reviewed, so you can feel safe knowing it's not just some form that I threw together. There are templates for all kinds of creative printer needs, so head on over to brokenglassmedialc.com slash thecontractshop to learn more. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Marta Palumbo with me. Uh, she is a folk pop artist based out of Nashville, Tennessee. So welcome to the podcast, Marta. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so uh, awesome to have you here. Um, I'm so glad that you reached out. And so let's just kind of dive right into it. Tell me about yourself, what you're doing now. We'll kind of go back how you got into the industry and and work from there. Sure. Well, um, I am, as you introduced me, a folk pop artist. Um, I was actually born in Northern Italy and then we moved to the U.S. when I was younger. Um, And well, due to the current situation, this is actually the first summer that I have not spent in Italy. So in my whole life. So that's been a little weird. Yeah. Um, But no, I'm I'm bilingual. That's usually my interesting fact when people are like, (laughs) give me a name and an interesting fact. Um, And yeah, I am currently home, but usually I am in Nashville. I uh, just released an album, an EP actually, in February. And so we're kind of... uh, riding the wave from that right now as we uh, stay home. <laughs> yeah, it's such a crazy time. And uh, if you're tuning into the podcast right now, we're um, right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So mm-hmm. everyone's been adjusting and, and uh, you know, coping as best as possible. Um, so let's kind of take it back a little bit. How did you get into music? How did you get started? Um, and I'm interested, did it start when you were in Italy or did it start after you moved to the U.S.? It, um, it definitely started after I moved to the U.S., but there's a lot of influences that come from my family in Italy. So I, um, I have always really been making up melodies and singing songs and that kind of thing. Um, there's several videos from when I was a toddler where I am very seriously playing the piano because I never smiled and I was <laughs> expecting applause from my parents or something like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've always been kind of doing that, but I, I didn't really receive like instruction in it until I joined choir in fourth grade. So that was really the beginning of me being like, wow, I have found something that I absolutely love. And obviously in fourth grade, you don't realize that you can make a career out of it, but it was definitely something that I realized even then that like I wanted to do for my whole life, no matter in what capacity. Um, So yeah, I was just in choir all through uh, elementary school, middle school, High school was amazing because I was I was so involved in the choral program. I got to teach, I got to write choral pieces, and all throughout that I was still writing my own songs. Um, but I didn't really have a more contemporary or commercial like outlet for them really until high school when I joined a rock band, <laughs> which was a really fun experience. Um, and that kind of gave me the the push that I needed to be like, oh, okay, so there are people out there that write songs and that you can make a living writing songs and this is how you interact with a band and this is how you behave on stage and it 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 was everything that I had wondered up until that point but hadn't really had an outlet for so um that was just a great period of discovery and then even better was when I realized that uh there were colleges out there that had commercial music programs I had thought up until high school I was thinking oh gosh I'm gonna have to go to college for 
classical voice or jazz and it's going to be great but like who's going to be able to teach me all of the contemporary commercial things that are necessary for this music industry right now um and then it i was enlightened that there are in fact commercial <laughs> music programs out there that's I, insane i had this many yeah i had the exact <laughs> same exact same thing happened to me i yeah. went yeah. you know had no idea i could make you know i could have a degree in that and went to the college and was like oh oh this exists oh, i know yeah. it was yeah. insane yeah so i was uh, i i auditioned for i think that the two programs that uh, were on my radar were berkeley and belmont and so i auditioned for both and i ended up deciding on belmont because i just love nashville as soon as i set foot in it um yeah and it's funny because my um, I started in a rock band because my uncle who lives in Italy is actually a huge, huge rock and metal fan. So when I started getting into music, that's what we would have conversations about and that's what we would listen to. And he kind of helped me really discover the beauty of listening to all different types of music and just analyzing where you could mix genres and that kind of thing. So it all kind of wove together and I got to school and I was like, wow, I can just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I, like I said, I went through the same thing and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I thought, okay, I'm gonna have to go to school for business. Mm -hmm. And then, um, cause I, I mean, I played, um, but I was more interested in the business end of the industry and it was like, okay, well I'll, I'll go to school for business and I will play, you know, in, in the band or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, just for fun and, and whatnot yeah. and got there. And it was like, oh, this is an actual degree. Like music business was the degree. And I was, you know, I went through that program and then went to grad school for music industry. So it kind of just started like a whole thing for me. Right. And, you know, I'd always been interested in, you know, okay, well, what's the new release and, you know, who's on the pop charts and who's, who's the top. And then, you know, to find out I could learn all about that and how that worked it was that was like i think the best day ever at orientation yeah. it's like i can do this <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. yeah so how did you um you know you, you've kind of started your own career so mm -hmm. did that come while you were in in college you know doing your own artist thing or has that kind of been since you've because you graduated i'm I'm assuming, right? Actually, today was my last day. Oh, today. awesome. Congratulations. Online school. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it started while you were in, in school. How did you how did you balance that then, you know, school and doing your artist career and I'm, I'm assuming writing and recording and all of that? How did that work for you? It was really interesting. It was a, it was a trip, for sure. Um, I started, I mean, like I said, I'd been, I'd been writing songs for a while, especially in high school. Um, and I actually, when I got accepted into college, I was like, okay, I don't want to go into Nashville's music scene having nothing recorded and released. Um, which, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It wasn't the greatest quality, but it was still a lot of my best songs up until that point. So I went ahead and just got a few recordings done and um, released them. And they uh, people loved them. And they were just a great sort of personal reflection of where I was at that moment, um, just vocally and mentally. And then when I got to college, I was able to really just dive into the music scene. I mean, as soon as I got there, I was like, okay, where do I, where do I go and play? Who do I find to play with me? What do we, what are we doing? What's happening? Like, how do we get into this whole scene? Um, so yeah, I immediately just started uh, sort of going to these networking events and, and just booking shows and fumbling my way through and sort of figuring things out as I, as I went along. And um, it took about freshman year and sophomore year were great. And then in junior year, I had this uh, little, identity crisis dip as I'm sure we all do at some point in college <laughs> where um I had just been I'd been doing a lot of writing based on what I had been told was like commercially successful and I had this like year-long stretch where I just I didn't like anything that I wrote and I I hadn't been playing out because I just didn't feel like I had anything new to say and I kind of got to a point where I was like okay well you didn't do this to be successful you just did it because you really liked it so just just write what you like. I was like, wow, mind blowing. What a concept. Let's just do that. Let's go back to square one. So um, I did that and it really helped me for senior year. I kind of just did a whole revamp and I really just dove into my brand and figured out 
what I wanted to say and, and how I wanted to present myself. And I found a producer that I absolutely love and we got working on some projects, which turned into this EP that I just released. Um, so it really was a sort of whirlwind year and a half for the past um, year and a half. So it was just a, a great experience of going back to, okay, well, I do this because I like it. So let's write things that I like. And I've just been blown away by the response, honestly. So yeah, yeah. I definitely learned and fumbled my way through throughout college. And it was difficult to balance studies with doing like the whole artist career. But at the end of the day, I knew that I had moved to Nashville and gone to school because that's what I wanted to do. So if that took priority, then I was, I was completely fine with that. Like, Right. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of us do go through that where we get, um, we really get in our heads mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, we, we think we see other people doing things on social media, you know, mm -hmm. and out in, especially in the music industry. Okay. I've got to follow that. And we start to kind of get away from who we are, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what, what we came into this industry intending to do. And I mean, I've been there too, where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, working on my, my business where it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, where am I going? Like, this was not yeah. what I intended when I started. And I think we really, you know, it, it kind of comes down to a little bit of imposter syndrome. We don't feel like we're, you know, um, you know, we just kind of feel like we're not really a fraud, but you know what I mean? Like we just yeah, feel no, like definitely. something's not right. And yeah. um, so, you know, especially as women too, I think we tend to just be like, you know, okay, well I maybe, maybe that's not good enough or, you know, mm -hmm. we really get in our heads yeah. and you know, I'm, you know, it, like you, you said, you went back to why you got into it, why you wanted to do it. And I think that's really important for everybody to just, you know, when you start to get down, follow down that path and you're like, wait a minute, where am I going? Mm -hmm. You know, just stop. Why did I, you know, I, I love the, your why, right? I don't know if you've read that book by Simon Sinek, Fire, Start With Why. Me too now. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, but basically just get back to why you started, you know, why you're in it. And then, you know, like with you, the music just flowed from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this. You, you just had a new single released. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that, that process for you, like the, you know, because you did it independently, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming. So what's mm -hmm. that like for you? You know, because that's your first real, mm -hmm. you know, venture. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was definitely, I had a lot riding on this release, not necessarily professionally, but just like personally, I had, I had done everything myself and set everything out myself. And I was like, Oh God, I hope it doesn't flop. You know, I just, I put so much work into this personally, trying to learn the ins and outs of the business. I hope it does well. Um, and I had released singles um, before then, but they were all, I, I didn't really know much about the business side of things. So I had just sort of released them and, and done my best, but I hadn't been able to do a ton of research. So for this single release in February, which was then also an EP release right afterwards, I started um, February of 2019. And I just like a whole year before I just sort of sat down and I was like, okay, I feel better about everything. I know what I want to say. I'm really excited to dive into this again. How do I do that? And where do I start? And what songs do I even want to release? So it sort of just started from, okay, picking the songs, uh, figuring out if there was a concept behind them, which there, there ended up being this beautiful little storyline that sort of, it happened on accident, but I realized that like, that's where the, the EP was going. And so I just, I spent the whole summer researching playlists and then I, uh, I hired people for PR and I found graphic designers that I loved and I sort of just, I made this massive, um, I called it my serial killer wall. It was just a bunch of post-it notes on my wall, literally with red thread, like connecting everything. Um, <laughs> it was kind of insane. But every time I'd have an idea or something, I would just, I would stick it on the wall and then I would connect it to whatever needed to be done to get there. And I sort of just gave myself a whole year to learn as much as I could and organize as much as I could so that when February, 2020 came, which is when the release was, I could just sort of push the dominoes and they would all fall perfectly, hopefully. Right. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I mean, you can't see my wall here, but I have 
a row of post-it notes and I have um, cardstock taped to my wall, just Mm -hmm. all kinds of notes and, and, and things about the business. So, I mean, that's kind of where I go. You actually have a whiteboard too that I just purchased where it's like, okay, instead of using paper, I'm just going to write it all out on white on the whiteboard now. But um, yeah. yeah, And I mean, it does. I mean, how many songs are on the EP? Uh, Five. Five. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just for five songs, it's, a lot of work to really, you know, to, to figure out what you're doing and put it together and all that. Um, and your, your degree, you said it was a commercial music. Yes. So is that more of like production or is that learning about the industry and the business side of, of things? It's, it's all sort of the, the music aspect of things. So it's, um, my degree specifically is in commercial voice with an emphasis in composition and arranging. It's a very long, long okay. title. Yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't show up on my diploma. It just says commercial music, <laughs> the official title yeah. is that long one. Um, and it's basically, it's a school of music degree. So it is very much the composition side of things, the the, the vocal study, the pedagogy, all of the, um, I mean, it, it's much less, we do take some production classes, but our focus is definitely the musical side of things. And I knew that when I went in and I'm really happy that I did a music degree, I definitely think we could have taken and should have taken more music business classes. I think that would have been really helpful. But um, at the end of the day, I I always sort of knew that if I wanted to be an artist and then I I had to have another job to support myself, I was never going to be an artist and a social media manager. Even right. if I was doing social media myself, I wanted to be right. like an artist and a voice teacher or right. an arranger. So I, I'm definitely glad that I chose the music route. But yeah, so it was all yeah. music, um, not a lot of business. Okay, of that was that was where I was kind of going was, um, yeah. you know, did you learn about the industry and how to do the releases in school? Or But it sounds like you really had to do all that kind of research on your own and figure all of that out. And I mean, luckily nowadays the internet is at our fingertips, especially right now, you know, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you have companies like TuneCore and um, DistroKid and Ditto and all of that, that will help you, you know, at least release digitally or even CD baby, if you wanted to do a physical release. So mm-hmm. a lot of that is out there, but I've talked with a lot of women and it's, you know, not only do you have to think of, you know, the writing and the recording and the editing and all of that that goes along with it. But then you have to think about the copyrights and the royalties and, you know, it's just such a, it's such a big complicated business. Even for me, having gone through the business side of, of the degree, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning things every day. Right. And it's just changing so much. So, you know, and when, when you like, you're doing it all hands on, right. So you're really, yeah. In, you're really learning, you know, in the nitty gritty of everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us, you know, go through these degrees and we learn the concepts of certain things like, mm-hmm. you know, but right now I work full time in music publishing for a sheet music publisher. So I know that side of the business, but mm-hmm. you know, I work in customer service, so I don't handle royalties. I don't handle the licensing and all that. So when you're an artist, you have to think about every single little piece of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot, but, uh, yeah, I mean, congratulations on that release. And yeah, (laughs) thank you. I definitely had a lot of help along the way. I mean, the, the whole year that I spent just prepping for the release was just so many networking events and Spotify events and, and random master classes that I found and like many, many hours Googling so many things and, (laughs) you know, trying to stalk my fellow artist friends and be like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What, what is happening? How did you do that? So yeah. 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 And you did everything from start to finish, right? You did all the marketing too and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, even that is, you know, especially with social media, it's like, how do you get all everything out and, and, you know, what tools do you use? And yeah. Yeah. I genuinely, I mean, that's awesome that you were able to do all that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Um, One of the things that we talk about too is being, um, you know, a musicpreneur um, and Mm -hmm. really understanding that side of the business. Um, So, you know, you were a student and a creative and all that while you were doing this. Was there anything that you did, um, you know, you did a lot of research and, and finding classes, but anything you in particular you did to really kind of get yourself in that like business entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset like 
because you have to think differently. It's like left, yeah. left brain, right brain kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I think it's, um, I'm, I'm really lucky in the sense that I don't, when I'm writing a song or when I'm in, in creative mode, I don't really ever have the voice in the back of my head. that's like, is this, is this good? Is this even a good song? Like, what are you doing? This isn't going to be your next single. You know, like I don't really have, um, I kind of just switch that whole part of my brain off. And so it kind of allows me to create. And if I want to write a seven minute ballad about something, I can do that and it's fine. And then when I'm officially done creating and I'm, you know, I put my pen down, I'm like, all right, cool. And I switch that other entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial side of my brain back on. Then it's, it becomes just an objective thing. Like I can analyze it and be like, okay, I wrote a seven minute ballad. I think it's good. It's definitely not single material. No one's going to listen to a seven minute ballad. You know, it's not radio ready. There's, there's nothing about it that is commercially viable right now in today's industry. So where can we put it? What's the place for it? Is it in an album? Is it in an EP? What is the next single that could be on the EP? And you just sort of start thinking in order for the music that you wrote that you really like to get the recognition that it deserves, what, format do you have to put that in because there's no reason why you can't release a seven minute ballad it just has to be packaged and marketed and and presented the right way especially right. if you like it I mean you should release it if you if it spoke to you and you enjoyed creating it it just has to be presented in such a way that it makes sense for the piece so right and yeah. and to the right audience and exactly you know, make sure exactly. you have the you know, people who are going to want to listen to mm-hmm. it and, you know, mm-hmm. can you target it? Um, and, and that kind of brings me to another question I had, um, you know, you're, you're very passionate about, you know, creating an authentic mm-hmm. uh, brand through your music and through your marketing channels. So how do you, you know, as an artist and as, you know, a, a business now, a music business person mm-hmm. maintain originality, especially with, you know, the, the media that we're just flooded with day in and day out. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, that imposter syndrome and, and watching what other people are doing. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the most important thing that I was told when I was sort of trying to spruce up my social media and figure out like, okay, well, how do I, how do I make a nice, like beautiful curated feed on Instagram? You know, like, is that even something that's necessary? Um, one of, uh, one of the people that I was working with, he told me, okay, well, you are not, just a musician. Even if music is 80% of your life, there's always going to be a 20% that is not. I mean, there's other things that you do that aren't music and people need to see that. And that kind of just flipped a switch in my brain where I was like, oh, well, yeah, when I, when I look at an artist's social media that I really like, I'm never looking at, I mean, I am looking at their music, but I also want to see their random Friday night. Like they made pie. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Like, <laughs> great. That's the, we do that too. You know right. what I mean? Or, or, you know, they'll have all of these beautiful photo shoot, like perfectly photoshopped pictures. And then they've got like their crappy selfie with their friends in terrible lighting. And I'm like, I, I gravitate towards that because mm-hmm. it is such a more human connection. And so um, that really helps me figure out how I wanted to present myself on social media. Cause I was like, okay, well, if I connect to music and other stuff that artists present, then why shouldn't I also just open up those aspects of my life a little bit more to show that? I mean, just finding, I don't do music every single second of my life all the time, <laughs> as much as I mean, as much as I, I do it most of the time. So to me, an authentic, brand is really something that is definitely well polished you want it to be professional looking but you also don't want it to just be like this is what i do 24 7 like no it's not right <laughs> you're a human being. you need sleep you need to relax yeah like what, what else do you do so i think that really helped me was just okay well there are ways that you can pull in the other aspects of your life that make your life what it is and at the end of the day originality will sort of flow from that because if you are constantly doing stuff in your life to keep yourself entertained, to keep yourself moving forward, then originality will sort of stem from that. Whereas if you're trying to put yourself in this box of all I do is music all the time, then suddenly you kind of get in this rut where you're like, Oh God, I'd... especially now when like we're all in quarantine, right? Yeah. <laughs> like 
Exactly. Well, crap, if all I do is music, I haven't done music <laughs> in a month, you know, like, what am I going to post? What am I going or to Or I've been sitting in my room. Office? Yeah, I've been sitting exactly. in my room playing my guitar every day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it, it's definitely important. And I think so much originality comes from just being able to be free to be your authentic self online. Right. Because then there's, there's zero pressure to maintain some sort of image. There's zero pressure to be constantly releasing music because it is obvious that you have a life. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think originality definitely comes from being able to relax on that a little bit. Yeah, and I think your, your audience, too, resonates more like mm-hmm. y- you had mentioned. Um, you know, you resonate more with the picture where it's like a crappy selfie in the dark, you know, and, and I feel the same way too. And I think a lot of people want to see that, you know, they want to see who you are. They want to see, you know, connect with you on that human level, especially, you know, the big superstars, like, you know, we want to see that they're human, right? So we want to see those things. And, and, you know, for me personally too, I resonate with the, the artist accounts that they're talking about their pets. They're talking about, you know, Right, especially right now, what they're doing to, to get through everything and, and how they're having their off days and their good days. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it makes you feel, okay, so I had that off day, you know, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore because this, yeah. you know, person that I admire is also going through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot. And I think then, you know, then it creates that authentic connection mm-hmm. with, your, with your audience, with your fans, and you can grow, grow your engaged fan base that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely been so rewarding to see um, you, when I started posting about things that weren't music, obviously, I mean, the, the posts about music got a ton of engagement, but I was surprised to see how much engagement the posts that were not about music got. I mean, I, I spent spring break, I sew sometimes, I sew a lot, and my grandma taught me how to sew back in Italy, and so I, I like, was bored during spring break, and I, I made a jumpsuit, and I posted about it, because I had nothing else to post about, so I was like, here, I sewed a thing, and it was like, <laughs> one of my most liked posts, because people were like, oh, you do that, that's cool, how yeah. did you do that, where did you get the pattern? And I was just, it like blew my mind how much people were interested in these small non-musical aspects of my life and how much more connected I felt to my whole fan base because I was sharing those aspects. Yeah. 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 I mean, I post about my cat sometimes, you know, of course, pets, especially cats, cats Mm -hmm. of Instagram, (laughs) they get all the, (laughs) get all the love. Um, But yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I go from, you know, I'll post about the podcast, I'll post about, you know, a blog post and, and different things like that and about the business. And then, you know, the other day my cat was, uh, you know, it was raining here in, in California for once, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, she was all snuggled up in the comforter and I took a picture of her and I was like, all right, yep. Same. Oh yep. Yeah. Yep. My, I think I said something like, you know, same Mia, you know, cause <laughs> you know, yeah. she's all curled up and I'm like, feel like I could be doing that right now with uh, (laughs) the rain and the quarantine and all that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just, you know, just showing who you are and what's in your life. And, Mm -hmm. um, it really resonates with people. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I I do like to, to kind of chat about on the podcast is, um, we, we talk about being a woman in the industry, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and how we've, maybe overcome any kind of resistance that we've, we've faced either as a woman or just in general, um, because, you know, it's, it's not an easy industry to get into. That's no, for sure. It's not. <laughs> um, so, you know, I always, I always want to just ask, you know, have you faced any resistance coming to industry as a woman or just, you know, as, you know, a vocalist or, or anything like that as an artist? And if you did, what ways did you overcome that? I think my, um, the biggest struggle that I've had so far, and I suspect there will be plenty more <laughs> as, we, as we keep going, <laughs> the biggest struggle that I had so far was surprisingly not because of my gender, it was just because of my uh, style of writing. So I, I, I didn't really find any sort of resistance in, in finding my niche in the industry really, but there was a period of time where I was um, I had a few teachers and stuff try to get me to write music that was a little more radio ready, a little bit more commercial, because it is it is a useful thing to know how to write those songs. And it it just 
just wasn't happening. I would try so hard. I tried so hard. And every single day I would come into class and be like, it's just not, it's just too Marta. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just, that was uh, weirdly enough, just the biggest resistance, just because that was a, a time in my life where I was like, okay, clearly, clearly. I cannot be a songwriter for other people. I have like just people keep telling me that there is just too much Marta in whatever I'm writing. So that was kind of a moment of resistance because I was like, okay, I I really wanted to be able to sort of find a job as a songwriter, maybe, Um, you know, be an artist primarily, but have that as an option. And it was, it was kind of a weird time where I was realizing like, maybe it's not my best option. (laughs) Maybe it's really not there. Um, so that was probably the biggest period of resistance, but once I sort of just let that go and decided I'm going to write whatever it is that I want to write, and we're just going to let that whole idea go, I just felt a lot more free and I was able to just slide right into my place in the industry and it felt really great. And I mean, the, I haven't met any resistance just because I've also been working with so many women and like I'm, I'm collaborating with so many women as well. So like it just sort of came naturally. I haven't really met resistance because of being a woman. That's awesome. It's going to happen. Yeah. But yet, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome to hear. Cause I know, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as you were, the re- resistance I came across was really just getting into the industry and mm-hmm. getting my foot in the door. And then once I had that foot in the door, you know, I've got so many supportive female and male colleagues who really helped me get to where I am, you know, my current job and in, um, in the music products industry. And, um, you know, I've, I felt very lucky to be in that place as well, but you know, I'm sure at some point it will, <laughs> It'll come down the line. Um, But, you know, there's, there's so many different communities out there too, that, um, you know, female supported. Um, We have one in the music products industry. Um, I know there's a lot of different groups out there. And then in Nashville, I think there's a couple different groups. So, um, you know, and you'd mentioned earlier networking too, um, you know, and and now right now networking is kind of an an interesting situation, but Um, you know, we're relying more on these types of, you know, connections that yeah. we've got with, with podcasts and with, you know, other uh, Facebook groups and whatnot. But what's that been like networking in a city like Nashville? Um, I've, I've only been to Nashville once uh, and that was years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, out here in LA, we do have, um, you know, different networking groups for music, for tech, for entertainment in general. Um, but Nashville is a whole nother city with you know very heavy music focus yes yes it's definitely been it's been really fun it's always interesting to me to just see who shows up to these networking events because of course I since I was in college for music while I did collaborate with a lot of people outside of the school so many of the people that I collaborated with were recently graduated or friends of friends or like somewhere under the the plane of 30 years old. You know what I mean? Like that was the the general um, bubble, I guess. So um, going to these networking events was always so fun because I got to not just be around people my age and I got to hear so many different, so many different women, so many different men just speak on all of their experiences having been in Nashville for years in decades longer than I had. So it was really a, a wonderful sort of insight to have to be able to go to these events and say okay here's where I am here's who I'm collaborating with but here is what I could learn and there were also so many times where I mean the industry changes so quickly where you would hear someone who's a little bit older speak and you would be like no no that doesn't happen anymore like that's not really I don't think that's really relevant anymore it was just it was always so interesting to me to see what everybody in so many different age groups would say because everybody shows up to these events and from so many different genres too I mean you've got people in the business but then you've got the country artists and then you've got the pop artists and you've got the rappers that just come in and they're like oh we're here to break into the industry and you're like cool awesome (laughs) Um, and it's just been so fun to be in a city where everybody is sort of coming together and it's not just country anymore and we're really starting to sort of spread into so many different genres of music. 
So yeah, fun. it's a fun time in Nashville. Yeah, I one of these days I would love to to travel to Nashville and then to uh, you mm-hmm. know to to see all this go down because you know I've talked to a lot of different artists out of Nashville and you know I everybody sings its praises and mm-hmm. um, you know I was there once oh, I don't even know how long ago I was in I think a senior in high school so it's been a yeah, long time probably changed a lot yeah yeah so. and I was you know there with my family for Thanksgiving so I really didn't get that you know you know, music experience when I was there, but I would love to, you know, to be able to do that. And, you know, I, I love LA. Um, we have our networking events and, and different, you know, shows and all that, but it's just here, it's just so spread out, mm-hmm. you know, like I could, I mean, I live um, in the San Fernando Valley. So for me, it's, you know, I could go to Santa Monica or I could go to, you know, you know, Koreatown where there's some, some good venues or downtown and, but a lot of people, especially with our traffic here, <laughs> don't want to, yes. you know, you know, go across the city and it takes, you know, an hour, it takes two hours, you know, however long it's, it's pretty crazy. So I'd love to go to a city like that where, you know, everything's a little bit, I guess, more condensed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's funny. You, you see so many of the same people at all of these events, you know, it sort of just becomes like a family reunion every time you're like, oh yeah, I saw you yeah. like two weeks ago at this thing. Um, and I just love everyone in Nashville is just so genuinely nice. I mean, I was so blown away when I first started sort of dipping my toes in the water and, and trying to, to meet a bunch of people, how, you know, people would come up to you and they'd be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm an artist. And they wouldn't even hear you sing. They would just be like, yeah, let's collaborate. And I'm like, you don't even, <laughs> you don't even know if I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't even know if like, I even mesh with your genre at right. all. But everyone is just so eager to to learn and to collaborate and everyone is just so genuinely interested in seeing you succeed yeah. and that was mind-blowing to me I was like oh wow this is so fun I mean yeah. it's not, there's not as much pressure to to be perfect all the time or know exactly what you're doing because there's right. so many yeah. people around you that just want to help yeah if you don't mind me asking where did you grow up in the U.S.? I grew up in mostly in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's where okay. I went to uh, middle and high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, cause it's, you know, that kind of, um, you know, I, I grew up on the East coast. I grew up in New Jersey. So yeah. I've got that like mid Atlantic, you know, New Yorker mm-hmm. kind of vibe where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, don't talk to me. Just, you know, <laughs> let me, you know, let me, you know, walk down the street with my head down and, 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 you know, then coming to LA or going to cities like Nashville where it's so open like that and just so genuine. Yeah. First you're just kind of like taken aback. So that's why I was just curious. Cause yeah, no, I, I was definitely uh, raised in the South and then obviously I was born in Italy where everyone's just like in each other's business all right. the time. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, to me, it was more just surprising because I was, I was so ready to go into the music industry, which I know was, you know, I've been raised on all of these like, biographies of all of these singers that I loved and they would tell stories about the cutthroat music industry and and so I was just like ready for that you know I was like okay this is gonna be bad sometimes (laughs) it's okay we're gonna get through it and then I just I got to Nashville and I was like this isn't bad at all everyone's actually really nice yeah I think you know in parts of the industry it is very much like that where it's yeah. you know it, it is very cutthroat and 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 whatnot but you know I got lucky too where once I and it took me a while to get my foot in the door but once yeah. I did yeah. it's like oh this isn't what I was thinking at all yeah you know and yeah. you just it, it's kind of what is it um it's like your your vibe attracts your tribe or yes. you know yeah. once you find you know find that tribe of people that are really you know there for you and, and, mm-hmm. and, and willing to connect with, connect you with other people. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you and I found each other through B squared management Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'd interviewed Birdie, you know, mm-hmm. several months ago and just finding that connection, you know, mm-hmm. she and I connected and just, you know, it, it went from there. Yeah. Um, so it's really just finding those, the right people to connect with and, mm-hmm. you know, the doors just, just open. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Birdie, like she sends me so many emails and all the time I'm like, wow, this is a great opportunity. Wait, this is a great opportunity. Like, <laughs> wow, thank you for sending me all of these things. Like, this is insane. I just, I love communi- communicating with her because she just is always so open about what she can do for artists. And it's, yeah. it's really nice to have someone that, you know, you can turn to, to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Please right. help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially, you know, as women in the industry to have that, you know, 
have yeah. other women in our corners. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've had, got a lot of women, you know, now from the podcast, from, you know, I'm a part of a Facebook group, which is based out of Nashville and everybody there has been so supportive and, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you connect with people on a different level and, and just, it really helps in your career. And, and you know, even on a personal level too, just, yeah. you know, Hey, especially right now, Hey, how, how are you doing? You know, are you, you know, a lot of us are buyers ourselves, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a roommate and we have a cat each. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got our, you know, our fur babies with us. So we're not so, you know, entirely lonely, but, mm-hmm. you know, just to have those people who can reach out and, you know, Hey, like join in the live stream, let's do a video chat and, yeah. and all that. So mm-hmm. how are you, um, you know, as, as an artist and, you know, finishing up school, um, you know, kind of, is there anything that you're doing to, to, to keep your career going through all this? Um, you know, what, what's that kind of shift been like for you? It's been interesting. I'm, I, I was really upset early on, like in, in early March, uh, just because that was when things started really hitting and everything started closing. And I knew, I mean, I knew from the beginning that that's where we were headed with this whole situation. Cause obviously my whole family is in Italy. So we had right. been just very closely following the situation over there and just calling every day and just trying to figure out, you know, if everyone was okay. So we, we knew that's where it was headed. It was just hard to accept when I had worked so hard all year to book all of these shows and I had everything so prepared and, you know, things like my graduation, my senior recital, those sort of things that were, they're not really, you can't really postpone them till later the the way that you can a gig or a festival or anything like that. And so it was really hard when I started getting all of the emails of, we've decided to postpone this. And then it was like, we've just decided to cancel it. We can't do it. We don't know when they're going to be, you know, we don't know when we're opening up again. So um, that was really hard at the beginning, but I am so glad that I released the EP when I did, because it allowed me, I released it right at the end of February. So it allowed me to sort of have this, this backlog of things that I still had to release and to post as like as an artist so that even though things started shutting down and I had to cancel shows, I was never at a complete loss for what to do creatively. Cause I had a, right. I had a music video that I wanted to post and that didn't need to be live. That could just be uploaded to YouTube and we could make an online event out of it. You right. know? Yeah. I have uh, live sessions that I'm going to post and videos. So it was definitely a, a really good time to just have a lot of projects that were ready to go. But um, it's been really interesting settling into the, the new music scene, which has been all online. Um, so it took a while to, to figure out how to get my foot in the door there, but I've got a few live streams coming up. I actually have one tomorrow that I'm doing with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of my student friends uh, from Belmont and then another one on Wednesday. So slowly but surely i'm i'm getting used to the idea of everything being a little bit more casual a little bit more like oh we'll just flip on your phone and let's just let's just chat let's just right, be together yeah. in this space you know yeah so yeah 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 and there's been a lot of creativity that has come mm-hmm. out of this um you know especially since they're saying you know for large gatherings mm-hmm. you know we probably won't be able to have big concerts until 2021 until mm-hmm. a, you know a vaccine comes out and and for for our industry especially the last several years yeah. artists have thrived on touring and and mm-hmm. the live scene so it's mm-hmm. really been interesting to just watch people shift that right to just yeah. okay we can't do this how can we pivot and pivot our business, pivot our, our careers, and be entirely online and connect with our, our fans. And, um, you know, a lot of my favorite artists have been doing live streams. You know, they started out doing it every day. And now I think they're, they're like, okay, this is, a, we can't oh, do this every day now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, at least once a week, or they're connecting with other artists and doing, you know, on Instagram, where you can do the two, mm-hmm. two accounts at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. So it's been really cool to just see some of the the innovation that's come out of it and the creativity. And, um, you know, as we keep going, I'm sure we'll see more. Um, yeah. It's been insane to think that, um, I, at least for, for how my life has been thus far, this is probably the first event that has been so completely worldwide 
so it, it just it, it was kind of interesting to me to think okay well if i release something called like the quarantine tapes or whatever you know <laughs> yeah like it's gonna need zero explanation every single person right. in the entire <laughs> world is gonna know exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about you know they're gonna know the premise they're gonna know the context whatever yep. Like, no matter who you are or where you live or what your life is like, everyone is going through it right now. Right. And so it's been so interesting to, to sort of think about that from a, a music perspective, because obviously, especially as artists, like when, when things go wrong, we write about them. So I right. have a bunch <laughs> of songs that I'm like, oh, I could release this. And it's very clearly about social isolation and the, the current situation. And it's just, it, it blows my mind that it's something that, requires no explanation like everybody knows so it's just it's going to be interesting to see how we what we do from here and how we yeah. move forward <laughs> yeah and and kind of along with that um you know we're kind of stuck at home for right now but you know you'd mentioned that you have you know different projects and whatnot um you know is there something coming up that you know in the future that you're looking forward to or are you looking for you know to do more releases or you know mm -hmm. what are the next couple months look like for you as an artist or even as you know now you've graduated so um or you know you finished today so like yeah. <laughs> what you know what what are your plans coming up for the next couple months at least so uh right now um, I'm actually at home in Georgia because um, okay. I lived on campus uh, at Belmont up until uh, just a, about a month ago. And so they sent all of us home. But uh, before that, I mean, I, my roommate and I had already signed a lease to a place in Nashville. So I'm actually moving okay. uh, next week. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We will <laughs> figure that out. Um, but apart from that, I... I do have, like I was mentioning, I had some things that I had already recorded that I was planning on releasing anyway. And it's just incredibly lucky that I have them on the backlog now. Right. Um, so I have uh, some live sessions, some acoustic sessions that I had filmed from songs on the EP that I plan on just sprinkling in through the next couple of months. Um, I, we had actually recorded instrumental versions of songs and, um, obviously these acoustic sessions we can just take the audio from that and i've been playing around with maybe releasing some sort of deluxe version just to get everything out there and without having to risk being in the studio because it's all stuff that i i do have recorded um and then obviously hopefully by i don't know august we can get back in the studio <laughs> yeah. maybe let's let's hope and just get working on some some new music so yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah i guess, guess right now it's just one day at a time really just yeah you know. it really is it really is yeah yeah but you know that's awesome that you're going back and you'll be you know really digging into all of that um so kind of wrapping up a little bit here yeah. as we kind of come to a close um do you have any resources um that you'd recommend for women starting in the industry as an artist um or even just any kind of advice that you'd you'd give to you know maybe upcoming students looking to to kind of follow the same type of path that you're on mm -hmm. I think in terms of advice, I've definitely found the most success and also just the most comfort in believing in what you write and not feeling that you need to change how you sound or how you write to fit into the industry. I think it's just, it's really valuable to know that you like what you write and you have a place in the industry because if people connect to what you're saying and if you connect to what you're saying people will automatically feel that and there will be an audience no matter what it is that you create there will be an audience um so i think i i would definitely give the advice to to focus more on the way that you present your music and not necessarily the music itself like just write whatever you feel you want to write and then figure out the best way to get it out there rather than trying to tailor your sound to something that's already successful right. and conform um, and yeah all that yeah yeah and in terms of resources i've honestly just found that it's so wonderful to be around women in the industry because i feel like we help each other so much so rather than giving specific like books or websites or resources like that mm -hmm. i would definitely just say like find a Facebook group or find some sort of like group that meets wherever you are that is women in the industry. Because I definitely think that we, we go through so many different experiences, but we all really want to uplift each other. And I think that has been 
where I have found the most help just in my career has been meeting other women and being like, okay, so how did you do this? And, and how did you get through this sort of rut? And do you, do you know anyone that can do this? Do you know anyone that can help me with this? And I've just found that we are all so willing to help each other all the time. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Just make those connections and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, surround yourself with the right people. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite books or podcasts or musicians that inspire you, inspire your music? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I do have, I mean, a book that genuinely helped me so much was, um, and I think a lot of people know this book, but um, All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman. Like, yes, <laughs> that is that an textbook. industry standard. <laughs> it is an industry standard. I, it blew my mind when I read it. I have it like all marked up and highlighted everywhere. It's just, it's so great for if you're an independent artist and you're like, I don't understand royalties. I don't understand what I need to do for this. Um, if you are not mathematically minded like me, he explains things very well. So, um, definitely that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, in terms of other musicians, I just find the the people that you like and connect to like with their sound and then just sort of look at what they do on social media. If you really like them, then try to figure out why is it what they say? Is it how they present themselves? Is it how they sound? just sort of really dive into the music that you like and figure out from a business standpoint, why it is that you like that music so that you can figure out what you want to do for your own music that same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think I have um, about probably two, at least two or three editions of the the Passman Mm -hmm. book. I have one from, I want to say it's 2004, 2005, and then a more recent one, but yes. I mean, I think he's on the 12th or 13th edition at this point or something. I think so. so I think I have um, like the 11th or the 12th, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the first one I have was back, you know, like I said, 2004, 2005. So that was before Spotify. It was yes. after after Napster and LimeWire and those, but before Spotify yeah. and streaming and, and all of that. So we were still talking about physical releases. And, and yes. I think that was, I think even the book I have was before iTunes. Yes. So it's, yes. you know, That's just to look at the two different books and it's the same book, but it's the information is he just yeah. keeps updating it. So mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's such a great tool. I, yeah, I love that book too. Um, and last question here before we go, where can my followers find you, connect with you, listen to your music? Uh, so I am on all of the all of the platforms. So Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, YouTube, all of that. Um, my name is Marta Palombo and I will spell that just because sometimes <laughs> people don't know how to spell it. Um, you can find me on all social media under this name. So it's M-A-R-T-A-P-A-L-O-M-B-O. And that is my name all across the board. Hey, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll connect to those in the show notes. So mm-hmm. um, everybody can find you and listen to your music and connect with you on social media. Um, but this was awesome. Thank you so much, Marta, for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com. Subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.